Hello and welcome to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I'm your host, Adam Castor. Here as always my co-host, Ed Birdsall. Mr. Birdsall, another exciting week of NFL football. And yeah, and nothing else. No other sports to talk about at this moment. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, well, I, I'm not going to jinx anything because I want nothing but pure misery for your kind. Um, but the New York Yankees play baseball on Tuesday. The New York Rangers play hockey on Tuesday. Cooper Rush, Cooper rushed the Los Angeles Rams. Arsenal beat Liverpool. It's fucking scouse pricks. And the New York Knicks are staying quiet. And Obi Toppin is good at dunking. So I'm living large. Oh, and it was a great fantasy week this week because I absolutely destroyed your team. So great stuff. Great, great, great stuff. And I'm doing pretty well. I'm doing pretty well across the board. 19, 19 leagues. I'm only losing in four. So all in all, great week. All right. Well, exciting stuff. Let's get into the one the 1 p.m. slate and talking about you know, uh, we're just gonna skip Thursday. We, we can skip Thursday. It's not like anything came out of Thursday. I don't want to talk about Thursday. Neither do I. But we have to. Yeah, we have to. It, it was one of those games where it made me regret asking my parents for the Amazon Prime login to watch this game because it was brutal. Horrific. You'd think that that game was being played in Antarctica with, how, with what the scoreline looks like and how bad the offenses were. But it was a clean, you know, no precipitation at all in Denver. And they couldn't, and neither of these teams could do anything. Well, I mean, once again, it, it, it all comes back to what we've what we've been talking about when we go into the whole Russell Wilson thing. Is Russell Wilson just done? Well, I mean, he apparently has a shoulder injury that he. Well, that's an entire that's an entirely different discussion. But even even before the injury, was was he really doing that much? Does he really look good at all? No, no, no. I, honestly, you know, I know I said a couple of weeks ago, I'd rather have Carson Wentz over Russell Wilson. Uh, that hasn't worked out too well, but all in all, I, I could probably think of about 20 quarterbacks. I'd rather start over Russell Wilson on a weekly basis. Geno Smith is in fact, one of them. I'd rather have Zach Wilson right now over Russell Wilson. I, I would as well. I would as well. And it's crazy coming from me. I know. For me, it makes sense because I'm a Jets fan. But you know, for you, adds a be adds a degree of rationality to it. I think I would rather have Zach Wilson right now, quite honestly. Well, I mean, yeah, he just looks better. I mean, I don't know. He didn't uh, he didn't throw any touchdowns last year. He he and Russell Wilson threw for the same amount of touchdowns, but at least Zach Wilson has a bit of rushing upside. But you know, well, that's, that's it. That's yeah. it. And I, 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 I don't know. I kind, I kind of also think the offense might be better with, with the Jets. Much more free flowing. I don't know what this Denver offense is. Like, the, honestly, the offense for the Broncos is look for Cortland Sutton, and if you, and if Cortland Sutton isn't open, then go fuck yourself. That's the offense. <laughs> it sounds like it at the moment. It, re- it really does. No, but it, it, it'll be interesting to see where we kind of go from here and, and what we learned this week when it comes to Russell Wilson. 
um, what his status is and how that affects everybody on Denver. Because if Russell Wilson can't go, yeah, it's going to hurt Cortland Sutton, but really I don't know how it could really hurt the, the, the Broncos any more than it has with Russell Wilson there because they're all just kind of bad anyway. Yeah. I mean, Jerry Judy is already a rock bottom at this point, as far as like, you're not start. you can't confidently start him on a week to week basis. No, no, not, not anymore. Not anymore. No. I mean, Albert O has basically disappeared. Uh, uh, Eric Starbert is the guy at tight end now. Uh, and he was okay. I mean, Melvin Gordon did things. He got a, he found a rhythm at the end of the game and in overtime. But if this team can't score touchdowns, then what's the point? Yep. Oh, agreed. Agreed. What's the point? And for the Colts, I mean, no Jonathan Taylor this week. So it was kind of an interesting thing to see what was going on. Philip Lindsay got his revenge against the Broncos. Very with, much fam- so. with family in attendance because he is from Colorado and he went to Colorado. Mm-hmm. So go Buffaloes. And uh, Matt Ryan looked in the first quarter, he looked like a deer in headlights because he just didn't have any, or the first half really, he looked like a deer in headlights. He found some things, but I mean, Alec Pierce seems like a guy that you can start on a week to week basis. That's, that's the one taking uh, uh, news point from this game. Takeaway. Positive takeaway? Positive takeaway, yes, is Alec Pierce. Am I going to be, am I rushing to start him? No. But is he a worthwhile stash and then you kind of just go and, and, and see what happens? Yeah, sure. Why not? I think he's, I think he's definitely worth it. I wouldn't be breaking the bank for him or anything like that. Um, But uh, yeah, I think Alec Pierce is definitely worth it. And it helps that he gets a plus matchup next week versus Jacksonville. So you could, you could, you could in deeper leagues in 12, 14 team leagues, I think you could make a, a consideration that you could start out Pierce. Yeah. I mean, Jacksonville's no slouch um, defensively. I mean, Damian Pierce had a good game against them, but oh, we'll talk about them. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Well, anything else from this game? Nope. Okay. Very happy to move on. Yes. Now let's move on to one to one p.m. Well, we can't move on to one p.m. yet. Ah, uh, fuck! It's London. This game, actually, I do want to talk about. Yeah, this is a fascinating game. Yeah, I just want to talk about the Jets. Okay, London, the Giants and the Packers. I mean, this is a real coming out party, comeback tour for Saquon Barkley. You know, it continues in this game. A lot of uh, trickeration. On the Giants in the Giants offense with a couple uh, direct snaps to Saquon and the uh, the Philly special without the throw touchdown and I mean the Giants look kind of good but how much is this is the giant is the Giants look good with no receivers mind you the Giants look good but also is the Packers defense terrible is it no no I I think. I think the game plan really for the Giants is just going to be ride Saquon Barkley until you kind of can't ride him anymore. And it, it look, listen, it's been effective. It definitely has been effective because Barkley's looked great. Scared the shit of his fantasy managers. <clears throat> definitely scared the shit of his fantasy managers when he left with the with the shoulder injury. 
um, but came back. And then subsequently, right after that, had a 41-yard catch. So Barkley's fine. You're going to continue to ride him. And outside of that, there's still no New York Giant that I would want to have because if we're looking at the snaps for all the Giants receivers, uh, Marcus Johnson was on the field the most out of all the Giants receivers. And, yeah, you're not starting Marcus Johnson. Sorry, you're, you're, you're not. Yeah, and also, I mean, it wasn't a great passing day for Daniel Jones either. No, no. Barkley is the only guy. Barkley is the only guy. You continue to ride him. I will say, however, I'm still very much in the camp that this is a great opportunity to sell high on Saquon Barkley. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised, though, if he keeps this going the whole season. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised either, but I it's it's the same, if not equal to, lesser equal to, as if he were to get hurt. Well, I mean, I Just guess... because of the history. Because of the history, like, the chances are even that he could either continue and be like an art top five running back, top three running back, or he could just get injured in two weeks and not be the same. Like let's, let's, let's say you're a team that has an injury now to Drake London, to Chris Olave, and you absolutely need a receiver. Now you could definitely package Saquon Barkley for a solid RB two and a low end wide receiver. I would even say high end wide receiver two if not low-end wide receiver one. You, you could do it. Yeah, I think so. It's a very reasonable ask. Because people that are going to, especially depending on where you live, you know, if you're in the area that Bird lives in now, where there are a lot of New York Giants fans that you'd be looking to trade to, they're like, I want a piece of Saquon Barkley. And they're they're already high on him because they're fans of the team. You can try and kind of navigate that and use that to your advantage. Like a great a great trade that you could very easily make could be Saquon Barkley for Joe Mixon and Mike Evans. That that would be the kind of deal that I think you you could you could reasonably ask for. That that kind of player. And it would not be a ridiculous ask by any means for that deal for that deal to get done. At least I think. Yeah, no, that sounds fine. Uh, and for Green Bay, I mean, Randall Cobb seems like you know good old Randall Cobb. He's been – I remember when he was a rookie, when he uh, had a, a kickoff return touchdown in week one against the Saints in 2011. <laughs> and here we are. He's still, still Aaron Rodgers' most reliable target. Well, the most important thing coming out of this game is Christian Watson leaving with the hamstring injury. Great news for Randall Cobb and great news for Romeo Dobbs. Romeo Dobbs is a must add, must, must, must add. Because while, yeah, he had a down game, only caught three passes for 29 yards, he still would have been, uh, he still would have caught another deep ball if not for an illegal contact by, I believe it was Xavier McKinney. I'm not 100% sure. I have to, I have to check on that. Um, where there was an illegal contact penalty that, it would have been another deep ball caught by Romeo Dobbs. And then he had other two other incomplete deep ball targets. I'm loving what I'm seeing from Romeo Dobbs. He is getting the trust of Aaron Rodgers, which is huge. And yes, while Alan Lazard is the number one guy in this offense, 
There isn't that alpha number one in this offense like there was with Devontae Adams. There are other guys that are going to be incorporated and used. Like we saw this, like we saw this today, like Adam was saying with, with, with Randall Cobb. This is a Randall Cobb sort of week, but Romeo Dobbs still was getting heavy, heavy targets. Alan Lazard was still heavily used, scored in the game as well. If this is a new offense where there's going to be more pieces that are going to be able to come out and have great games. Whereas in the past, it was just, okay, you know, Devontae Adams is getting 15 targets a game. And that's it. There's not really that, that alpha receiver here. So with Dobbs, yes, please. Yeah. Yes, yes, I yes, please. I agree with you. Um, I, do, I do like what I'm seeing from Romeo Dobbs as well. So, yeah, uh, Aaron Rodgers was okay. Um, Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. The the rushing game was I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on this? Aaron Jones is the guy. Aaron yeah. Jones is the guy. You cannot play AJ Dillon. Yeah, but I mean that's nothing really new at this point. You have to bench him. You have to bench him. He, he he's not even a flex level start at this point. Yeah, it's just not looking like. Uh, like it did last year for Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. No, we're we're still at this point where AJ Dillon has one touchdown through five weeks. It's not good enough. That's not good enough. Yeah, and AJ Dillon doesn't do anything for you PPR wise. Also, the best move for anybody that has AJ Dillon right now, or anybody that has Aaron Jones, if you're the Aaron Jones owner, try and trade for AJ Dillon on the low. If you're AJ Dillon trade A.J. Dillon to the Aaron Jones owner and try and get something nice for him. Because that's the only guy that'll give you something of value for A.J. Dillon. Yeah, he's basically, he is a handcuff. in the yeah. tra- He's a traditional handcuff where it's like, yeah, if the guy gets injured, he's like, yeah. If the guy gets injured, then he's valuable, but otherwise he's not. Correct. Correct. And trust me, the one, the one spot where I do have AJ Dillon, I will I will be making that call to the uh the Aaron Jones manager this week and looking to uh get a deal done. Like I'm looking at this team right now. If I can get Melvin Gordon out of that deal, I'd be happy with that. I would be too. I'd be pretty happy with that. But we'll see. We'll we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with, with Dylan. So next up, let's move on to the Jets and the Dolphins. We're getting the uh, Jet game out of the way early. And, you know, this is a great game for Brees Hall and Michael Starter, or Michael Carter, Michael Starter. Uh, Two touchdowns, two short touchdowns on the ground for him. Brees Hall had an amazing day. I mean, that 79-yard catch was phenomenal. I thought he was going to score on that. And, you know, he's going to take, like, three guys with him. It's like that uh, Old Spice commercial with Derrick Henry a couple years ago where he was running and there were just a couple guys like hanging on his legs. That's that's really what it felt like in this one. Um, But the other receivers, it was kind of meh for, for those guys. I mean, if you started Elijah Moore, then you were not happy. If you started Garrett Wilson, you probably weren't too happy either. So it seems like the running backs are the guys going forward. And I mean, Zach Wilson has rushing upside also, like I said, with the touchdown, but that's not going to happen every week. So um, really the bona fide plays for the Jets right now are the running backs. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt that the running backs are, are the ones that are the, the safest uh, still 
No touchdown from Elijah. Give me, give me more. Uh, Corey Davis led all of the wide receivers in snaps and a drastic downtick in snaps for Garrett Wilson. Uh, this that was my biggest concern with Garrett Wilson when he was and he was an ad. It was I just did not see this coaching staff was going to give him the time, and that's proven to be the case that he's not getting the time that the other rookie receivers are like Drake London, like Chris Olave. He's not getting that kind of time, and that's going to hurt him from a fantasy point of view. Um, he he simply is nothing more than a high end flex play going forward, and that might even be pretty ge- pretty generous. Um, Brees Hall is unbelievable. He's unbelievable. He looked so good. He, he looked he looked aggressive. He looked tough. Really, really powerful runner, and I love that. I love, love, love that. He's a top 24 running back for me for the rest of the season. And that could be selling him a little bit short. The thing that I want to talk about with the New York Jets is the tight ends. I was pretty, pretty hot on Conklin a couple of weeks ago. I'm completely 100% out on Conklin now. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I don't get it because you spend all this money to get tight ends to, to, to get two tight ends in the off season. And Michael Floor is like, you know what? I'm going to not use tight ends at all. Well, not and, even that. Not even that. Tyler Conklin was outsnapped by CJ Uzama. Was targeted more than CJ Uzama was. Granted, it was two to one in favor of Uzama, but it also doesn't help when Zach doesn't really target the tight ends. No, he doesn't. And you know, going into like what you were saying about Garrett Wilson, I think that was one of the things that heading into the Steelers game a couple of weeks ago, where we were all, I was high on Garrett Wilson. I was like thinking, you know, what, like, we just don't know what the chemistry is going to be like between Zach Wilson and Garrett Wilson, because it looked like it looked great between Wilson and Flacco, but we just, uh, but it seems like Zach Wilson likes Corey Davis more than Garrett Wilson at this point. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and it, it's you can't really trust any Jets player outside of the running backs right now. Piggybacking, piggybacking off of Adam's point, you can't. Yeah, uh, for Miami, not great, not great news for uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Hopefully, he gets better soon, and it was uh, not great, not a great hit. And just rough, just really rough. Well, he was cleared to come back. He passed concussion protocol. But the problem is, is that he didn't pass the other checks that, by the way, were implemented after the Dolphins mishandled to attack of Aloha. So. Well, good. In a, in, in a way, they did it to themselves. Well, it's for safety reasons. Yes, absolutely. I wouldn't be comfortable having after that having that happen having teddy bridgewater you know come back into the game i mean they were saying that he was wobbling and like the you just don't want to screw with that especially after what happened and even if the two situation hadn't happened and shed and uh shed more light onto this you don't want to put a guy back into a into a game after seeing that so i wholeheartedly agree with this situation and how it played out because you know you got to put the 
safety of the player first, especially with something like like a head injury. Right, right. You can't you can't mess around with that, especially uh, given the um, very fragile reputation of the NFL right now and how they handle head injuries. Yeah, but uh, you know, Skylar Thompson, Skylar Thompson for the first three quarters of the game, I was like, oh fuck, this is a typical Jets thing. We're going to lose to a third string seventh round rookie quarterback because this is what happened with Matt Barkley in 2018. And even though he wasn't a rookie, but they got smoked by Matt Barkley in 2018 when he was the third string quarterback for the bills. I was like, it's It's happening again. It's happening again. And then the jets were like, you know what? Fuck this in the fourth quarter and scored three straight touchdowns. So crisis averted, but for the first three quarters, the jets defense looked terrible against Skylar Thompson. And there were some Dolphins fans that were kind of excited when he came in because they're like, because they were saying that he looked really good in preseason and that they were interested to see what they had in, in him. So yeah, I mean, he got Tyreek Hill involved, you know, that's good. And Jalen Waddle didn't do too much, but the real story of the game is Raheem Mostert, the resurgence of Raheem Mostert. He's the running back you want to have in this backfield. He's outsnapped Chase Edmonds yet again. He has outsnapped Chase Edmonds in every game, bar one in week one. 46 snaps for Mostert, 13 for Miles Gaskin, our good friend. 10 for Chase Edmonds. It, this is looking like it's turning into Mostert's backfield. But with that being said, you have to keep an eye out for Teddy Bridgewater. You have to keep an eye out for what his status is going to be moving, moving forward. Um, and even if Teddy Bridgewater does not play, I would not be picking up Skylar Thompson to start even in Superflex. Yeah, because really it wasn't a great game anyway for Skylar Thompson because he was just dicking and dunking a lot of uh, a lot of plays there. And he didn't even hit 200 yards. He threw a pick, got sacked twice. I mean, whatever. He he was a third round or a third string quarterback pressed into duty when with no preparation. So what are you what are you gonna do at that point? Right. Although right. the uh that Durham Smythe play was kind of interesting. I I don't know if you saw that touchdown where I did direct snap. Yeah, that was hilarious. It was one of those plays that was so clever, I thought it was illegal. I was like, there's no way that there's no way that you're allowed to do that. But yes, yes, you are. It's a nice play. It's a nice, right. nice, nice play. Yeah. Uh, okay. Next up is the Steelers and the Bills. Not much to say about this one, other than Josh Allen is angry. <laughs> Josh he Allen. Was, <laughs> he was on yeah. pace to set the NFL record for most passing yards in a game going into halftime. Maybe that was the thing that you saw that somebody hadn't done in 60 years because he no, was that wasn't gonna, it that wasn't it was it. Gonna, it was gonna be uh he was on pace to break what was it norm van brocklin's record five two two yeah he was on pace and then they pulled everybody in the fourth quarter but everybody everybody for the bills looked good that needed to look good josh allen looked good stefan diggs nice bounce back game gabe davis what a bounce back game for him and, and gabe davis i have to say Start him next week versus Kansas City because that's where the myth of Gabe Davis really did begin. So, looking for a game that's got a lot of points in it. That's your game. 
you start Gabe Davis next week. Is that you, game just, on? You, you live and die by Gabe Davis. Is that a primetime game? 425. Okay. So no. 425 because uh, Cooper Rush is on primetime next week. Oh, because it's the because the NFC East needs to be, you know, filleted for the 50th time. You mean the Dallas Cowboys need to be on national television so NBC can make bank because the Dallas Cowboys are the most watched team in the sport. Yes. No, it's the first thing. No, they're the most watched team in the sport, and NBC knows that that night game is going to make more money than the Chiefs and the, and the Bills ball. Should it? No. Will it? Yes. All right. Well, I know what I, is the I know what's the better game to watch. It's not the Cowboys, but what's going to draw more people? The Dallas Cowboys. Well, although I mean that game might not be too bad because I mean both teams are good. So, well, I mean Dak could be back next week. Yeah, that that also adds to the level of intrigue. Dak Dak is back, then that game becomes all the more all the more interesting. But uh, sticking to Buffalo, Buffalo look good. Um, you start all your all your bills next week versus Kansas City, and that also includes Devin Singletary, even though he did not have the best game today against Pittsburgh. And James Cook yeah. had, the, had the rushing touchdown. I'm I'm still I'm not in on the whole James Cook thing. Um, but yeah, he scored. That was nice. Well, not yet, anyway. Uh, yeah, not yet. It would, it would require a, a massive, massive injury to Devin Singletary for me to really consider. Um, putting him in a lineup, to be quite honest. I mean, he still he still dominated the backfield snaps. 30-16-10, Singletary, Moss, Cook. Yeah, because Cook is definitely the number two in this backfield because our good friend Zach Moss got nothing. Oh, Zach Moss, Zach Moss, Zach Moss. Yep. Yep. But for the Steelers, I mean, it wasn't a great game, but Kenny Pickett did spread the ball around. And... Part of that was game script, but, you know, yeah, he spread the ball around. I mean, Deontay Johnson had a fantastic catch that wasn't a catch, that one-handed grab, uh, reminiscent of one Odo Beckham Jr., but uh, it didn't count because his toe was out of bounds. But um, George Pickens looked really good. Deontay Johnson looked, looked pretty good. Nice bounce back for Chase Claypool after he put up a zero last week against the Jets. So, yeah. The one thing that's worrying, obviously, is Najee Harris. Yep. You beat me You beat me to it. Jalen Warren outsnapped Najee Harris in this game. More, more importantly, I think what was also very telling was in the fourth quarter, all the starters were still, were still playing except for Najee Harris. Najee Harris was on the sideline. Jalen Warren was in. Warren played 22 snaps in the fourth quarter. And Najee was not was not there. And not to mention, Warren has looked better as a rusher than Najee has this year. Warren has more rushing yards than Najee does this year. Warren has twice as many avoided tackles per carry, higher first down rate, and a higher yards after contact than Najee does. He has four explosive runs a season compared to five for Harris, despite having a quarter of the carries compared to Najee. And there's a chance that with the way that he's playing and the fact that Najee is hurt, which we know because he was coming into the year hurt, that Jalen Warren continues to take touches away from Najee Harris. Jalen Warren is a must-add as a standalone guy in the event that we see a Pittsburgh Steelers without Najee Harris, which I think could be very fathomable fathomable in the near future. They decide, you know what, give Najee a week, let him rest. I think it's very, very, very plausible. 
Well, with how bad they are, I mean, they're not they're not hunting for a playoff spot at this no. point. This is a rebuilding year. I think that they should, you know, shut Najee Harris down for a couple weeks to let him get healthy again. And be, just because he's their future, he's the running back of the future. Well, put it this way. They play, they play Tampa next week, and then they play Philadelphia. Yeah, that's not going to be fun. No, no, not really. Not really. But then then after their bye, it, it does get a little bit better. New Orleans, Cincinnati, Indy, and then they get Atlanta. But then the fantasy playoffs, Carolina, Vegas, Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. About I don't that. have much of the Pittsburgh Steelers for a reason. It makes sense. They're just not a good team. No, no. All right. Next up is the Chargers and the Browns. Oh, my God. What a game. I know. What a game. What a crazy game. Austin Eckler doing Austin Eckler things. He's so great. Welcome back, Austin Eckler. Yes. So, so great. Even Joshua Kelly got a touchdown, which is interesting. Which was um, a, little, a little annoying. Yeah. Well, listen, Austin Eckler had two total touchdowns. I, I wouldn't be complaining too much. No, 199 yards total offense for Austin Eckler. Yeah. He's he's okay. Tied, tied for top scorer of the week. He's fine. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Mike Williams is also great. And this Chargers team looks good, even though Keenan Allen isn't there. Only thing that was missing from Mike Williams' day was was a touchdown. And he almost got it. And Brandon Staley nearly nearly blew it again with some absolutely god-awful, horrific clock management, which he got bailed out, which I'm so happy he did for his sake, because I would have come on here and I would have roasted him. And anybody who listens to this podcast knows I've been on Brandon Staley's ass since day one. And that would have just been the icing on top of on top of the cake. But Mike Williams looked good. Um, Austin Eckler continued to do Austin Eckler type things. Um, Herbert did not have the best day. Only 228 yards passing in a game where there were 30 points put up by the Chargers was a little bit peculiar. But with that being said, you have no real concerns about Herbert. I mean, he's he's fine. You're continuing to play him. You know, he goes up against Denver at home next week, and then he gets Seattle in week seven, which with the way these Seattle games are going, uh, Justin Herbert might put up 50 points against against Seattle. Also, that Denver game is on Monday night. That is a Monday night game next week? Yeah. Oh, but Denver on Monday night? Oh. Oh. But it's Justin Herbert on Monday night? Ooh. Yep. I like that. And that's in LA, by the way. Yes, in LA. So, well, there are going to be a lot of Broncos fans anyway at SoFi Stadium. But hey, it was, it was a home game today for uh, for the Cowboys. I don't know if you heard. Yeah, there were a lot of cheers when Tony Pollard scored that touchdown. Let me tell you. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. My, my, my fans know how to travel. Yeah. Well, listen. I mean, it's not that far. It's only across, it's only halfway across the country. We made MetLife a home game. I don't know what you're talking about. It's only halfway across the country the other way. 
<laughs> oh, we're, okay, no matter where we go, it's halfway across the country. It's because you're in the. It's because Texas is is in the middle of the United States. Correct. Correct. Beautiful. Beautiful location. Yeah. Well. Uh, anyway, it's kind of it is kind of weird that the Cowboys are still in the NFC East, even though they play in Dallas. Oh, we love the NFC East. The NFC beast. <laughs> but that's it. But it's one of those things where like, you just can't move them because of rivalries. Right. Right. You can't move them. You can't it's move like, them. Nor, 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 I mean, what would I do if I can't play the Giants twice a year? That wouldn't be fun. Yeah. That wouldn't be fun. Um, for the Browns, Nick Chubb is the best pure runner in the National Football League. I told you this a couple weeks ago. And uh, yeah, this is a year where if you have Nick Chubb, you're having a lot of fun. Yep. And even, and Kareem Hunt even got in on the action. Everybody, everybody, everybody got in the action today. Chubb scored, Hunt scored, Cooper scored, and Joku had a nice day. If you were, uh, if you streamed him at the tight end position, he had a nice day. You're, you're, you're pretty happy with the, with the key Browns that you started. So, you know, continue, continue to start them moving forward. They're going to be, you know, consistent. Consistently inconsistent, with the exception of Chubb. Chubb is just going to be absolutely incredible, and you know, ride the waves when you can get them. This is one. This is one of those waves. So you, you ride the high. Yep. I mean, this offense is going to be interesting in a couple of weeks when he who shall not be named comes back. Yeah. Yeah. It's going. It's going to be completely different. Completely, completely different. And this is what the, the offense is doing without. Deshaun Watson, oh my God! When he when he comes back, this offense is going to be, whew. this offense is going to be good. This offense is going to be really, really, really good. Try, try and buy the Browns while you can on down weeks, especially if you're a team that you know is going to be in the playoffs. If you're if you know your team is going to be a playoff team, try and buy as many Browns as you can because their playoff schedule with Deshaun. Cincinnati, Baltimore, uh, no, I'm sorry, Baltimore, New Orleans, Washington. Not bad. Nope, not bad at all. All right, anything, anything more here? Nope. Good. All right, Bears, Vikings. Sorry to everybody who started the Vikings defense in fantasy, expecting a big week and just didn't, didn't really have it. But, you know. The Bears actually did things on offense. David Montgomery came back and he scored. Yeah, only had, tw- only had 20 yards rushing, though. Yeah, Donald Mooney came back from the dead. Cole Komet came back from the dead a little bit. Just signs of life anyway. And, yeah, that's what you got for, for the Bears. Do you trust it going forward? Not really. No. no. Try and sell Montgomery this week. That's, that is Bird's mission. Sell Montgomery this week. Yeah. Oh, well, somebody's going to be like, oh, maybe there's something. Ha- maybe there's something here with Montgomery. Uh, my main target is going to be to the Khalil Herbert R. That 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 is where I want to focus all my efforts. Yep. And I mean, Justin Fields, like rushing, he is rushing upside now, which we already kind of knew. But like, you're not starting him though. No. No, you can't. Yeah, you can't you, you you cannot start him under any circumstance because when you have, when you have Justin Fields dropping back in a losing effort twenty one times, that doesn't help you. That doesn't help you. 
Like, look at some of the other the other cornerbacks quarterbacks that are out there. Geno is dropping back on average, say thirty or so times a game. Kirk Cousins in a game that they won dropped back forty one times. Carson Wentz dropped back thirty eight times. You need guys that are, that are going to produce volume, and Justin Fields simply doesn't do that. Yep, you're right. And uh, speaking of Kirk Cousins, you know, good game from from him. Great game from Dalvin Cook. And thank you, Dalvin. And Justin Jefferson. Oh my God, dude's broken. Dude is broken. He's he's incredible. He's like, so good. Oh my God, he's. He's a real deal. He's a real deal. Continue to start him. That's it. That's all you need me to say. Although, Bird, guess what we had happen twice in this game? Or actually once in this game. What's that? An immaculate stat line. (gasps) No! From who? One Jalen Rieger. Oh! That's beautiful. That's our first one of the year. Yeah, the first one we've caught anyway. The first one of the year. The first immaculate stat line. It wasn't just any Jalen Rieger. It wasn't just any immaculate stat line. It was a. It was on one target. Oh wow! Yep. Oh wow! That. Now that is poetic. (laughs) The perfect immaculate stat line. One catch, one yard, one touchdown on one target. God bless. God bless. We almost had it with uh, Jets legend Ryan Griffin, but he didn't catch a touchdown. He just had one catch for one yard on one We almost had it with Mercedes Lewis, too. Yeah, just that one extra yard really screwed you. That one extra yard, we would have nearly had double immaculate, immaculate stat lines. Yep. Hey, we'll take it. We'll take it from Jalen Rieger, friend of the program. Well, he is now as a friend of the program. That's a friend. It's <laughs> a friend. It's a colleague. Yeah. Thank you for your but, service, sir. Thank you for your contributions to the fantasy football community. Uh, thank you for your contributions to making the fantasy, fantasy football community a much more happy, safer, and productive place. Yep, absolutely. And yeah, nothing else for this game, really. Nope. So. Uh, New England. I mean, well, really, I should be saying uh, Detroit because this is a real letdown week from Detroit after uh, what they did against Seattle, where it seemed like everybody scored twice. But in this game, they just couldn't do anything, literally. It was just, we knew the down week was going to come eventually from the Detroit Lions, and it just happened to be this week against Lord Belichick and his minions. It sucks. It sucks. You knew the wheels were going to fall off at some point. Um, me personally, this is still a, a, a solid spot for fantasy production. I'm not worried about it. So keep keep rolling with your Lions. They're on a bye next week, and they come back against Dallas. And DeAndre Swift might be back against Dallas. Also. Yes, that is, that, that is tentatively the plan. So we will have to see what goes on there. 
but uh, you know the the Reynoldses are doing well also. Yep. Josh and Craig, uh, real down week from TJ Hawkinson. Came back down to earth. What did I tell you? What did yep. I tell everybody last week? Sell, 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 sell. Yep. And then uh, Amon Ross St. Brown came back after being inactive uh, out with that injury last week. And it was kind of an okay day for him. But yeah, the offense for the Lions just couldn't do anything at all. No, no. It was it was a down week. He was going to be a game time, and he probably was still dealing a bit with the injury. Um, it's just a down week for St. Brown. Nothing to worry about. You know, you continue continue to play him. Yep. But for New England, what a game. Oh, God. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to compliment the Patriots. You know, the Jets won. The Jets beat the Dolphins. I feel good this week. I'm going to compliment the New England Patriots. Ramondre Stevenson looked fantastic yes, he in did. this game. Yes, he did. And if Damian Harris is expected to miss an extended period of time, um, I don't know if they if they actually specified what the injury was with Harris. I'm looking here and it does not say. Um, but if Damian Harris is expected to miss a significant period of time or even, you know, a couple weeks, uh, Ramondre Stevenson is a guy that you have to start. You have to start and you can start him as a high end RB three, low end RB two every single week. And you know he's going to get carries. And he looked terrific against, a, albeit, the Detroit Lions. Yes. That's weird that they didn't say what he was injured with. Yeah, they usually, they usually say that. Yeah, they, they usually do. Let me let me just text my um, my Patriots guy and let me, let me see what he says. And I will get back to you. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah. And Jacoby Myers looked good also. Yep. Nice touchdown from him. I got to say the offense does, does look better with uh, Bailey Zappi. Yeah. I mean, not enough to like, you know, cause a quarterback controversy or anything, but um, yeah, it looked better under Bailey Zappi than under Brian Hoyer. It was a hamstring. Oh, hamstring. Yep. Yep. So that's probably, that's probably two or three weeks. So. Ramondre, roll Ramondre. Yep. And, you know, we knew that this is going to be like, he, he has the potential to be very good. Yep. So now he's really showing it. Yeah. You got to play him. You got to play him. And he gets say the next three weeks, he gets the Browns who just got destroyed by Austin Eckler. He gets the bears that just got destroyed by Dalvin cook. And he gets the New York jets that allowed uh, a rushing touchdown to Raheem Moser today. So plus matchups for the next couple of weeks for Ramondre Stevenson. So a really, really, really good start moving yep. forward. They allowed a career re- renaissance from Raheem Moser, which, dude, how could you have expected that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Adam. Yes. Before we move on to, uh, to the next game, uh, in a word, in one word, the Padres are winning six nothing against the I New know. York Mets. Your thoughts? I hate this team. Thank you very much. On to the next game. This is what it feels like to be a Maple Leafs fan. I think. Congratulations! Although, congratulations to your boys on a on a great season. Great, great, great season. They should be commended for their efforts. 
the boys really gave it their effort. I, I, I will say they really tried. Um, but the men play on Tuesday. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll see. Please, God, San Diego, close us out. I don't need this on record if the Mets come back and win 7-6. No, well, we'll see with that, and also we'll see with the Yankees what happens there. I hear there are going to be a lot of midges in Cleveland. Disgraceful. Disgraceful. Oh, no, seriously? J- Java, Java's not around. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. At least we're not the Blue Jays. I mean, that was a full oh by God. I feel more, more annoyed if what happened to the Blue Jays happened to the Mets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the worst. True. True. Okay. Next game. Speaking of Gino, we did talk about him a couple, couple minutes ago, but uh, yeah, the Seahawks and the Saints. Gino. Look at, look at Gino. What a guy. Uh, what a guy. Yeah, if Gino, only the Jets drafted him. What a what a quarterback he's become. Listen, you already made that joke last week. I'm going to continue making that joke because it's hilarious. Look what getting two really good receivers does for Geno Smith. Yep. What a thought. Yep. And, I mean, let me tell you, some of the throws that he – on the second touchdown to lock it, that spiral, that rainbow throw. Oh, oh. Stunning, stunning stuff. DK Metcalf should have had another touchdown, dropped a very, very, very easy touchdown. Great day for the Seahawks. Great day for the Seahawks. They did they did lose Rashad Penny. He is out for the year with a uh, with a broken leg. Uh, some are saying it's an ankle. Um, regardless, or, he is he is out for the season. So that's confirmed. Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. It is Kenneth Walker season, baby. Love that. And that Whoa. is season. That is season spelled S-Z-N. Season. Kenneth Walker. It's time. It is. Let's, let's, let me just look at the ownership of Kenneth Walker at the moment. I have him in two places, actually. Congratulations, because you just got you just got yourself a guy that you could start. He is forty seven point seven percent rostered. Yeah, you need to be going and picking him up in every single league. So okay, so I have him in the guillotine. I think. Nice, and then I have him in my work league that I am ter- that I had Javante Williams in that. I don't even care about it anymore because I didn't even draft this team. It was auto drafted for me because there were like 20 people in the league, but that's, that's a rant for another day. Um, but I don't know who has him in the non guillotine. Uh, because he is a free agent. Okay. So watch the bidding war. I would, I am so interested to see how much fab he goes for. Uh, a lot. Uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, great game for the Seahawks, even though they didn't they didn't win. But you know, Gino has looked good. Kenneth Walker is your is your guy going forward, and the receivers are the receivers. Correct. And for the Saints, touchdown vulture, Taysom Hill strikes again. <sighs> strikes again. 
three times and then added a fourth. Yeah. They, well, three rushing and one pass. One passing. Yes. So that's, was that 28 just off of touchdowns? No. My math is terrible again. Six that's times okay. three, it's 20. Yeah. Yeah. No, 22. 22. Six times three just, is 18. Plus just off of four. touchdowns. Just yeah, off just of off touchdowns. Of touchdowns. 22. 22 and four point, 24 and six point. Yes. You, I don't know if I would add him. That's like, that's the craziest part about this is I genuinely don't know if I would add Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill is the ultimate 50-50 boomer bust guy. One million percent correct. Because you can start him in a week expecting him to do like some semblance of what he did this week and he could do nothing for you. And then you can bench him thinking, oh, he's he sucks. You know, he's so inconsistent. And then he does this. So you literally it's the Curtis, it's the Curtis Samuel dilemma pre this season, Curtis Samuel dilemma, because Curtis Samuel is fantastic now. But it's it's the same thing. It's like Robbie Anderson a couple of years ago with the Jets, where it's like you started him and he put up three point four points or something like that. But you benched him and he put up 30. Different from Robbie Anderson, though, because Robbie Anderson, you knew was going to be out there. I mean, this is Taysom Hill going out there and playing on significantly, and I mean significantly, hampered snaps. So, I mean, let me just look at his his snap numbers just from the game. So, Taysom Hill was on the field for out of the team's 77 snaps. Taysom Hill was on the field for 23 of them. He was on the field for less than a third of their snaps. And he scored four touchdowns total. And he scored four touchdowns. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, what? Yeah. Well, the thing is, if you're an Alvin Kamara owner, you're like, you're punching air right now. Oh, (laughs) I was watching with a bunch of them and they were uh, saying curse words about Taysom Hill. Words that I cannot repeat in this podcast because I would have to beat them. And a good. Do you still do that? Uh, for certain words, yes. <laughs> like the c word. Yeah, c word. I would be. Just like a step above the yeah, seven yeah, dirty step words. Above. Step above. Yeah. Step above the uh, the PG thirteen curse words. Yeah. But yeah, no. If you're an Alvin Kamara owner, you're you're like you are punching air. You are pissed. But outside of not scoring. It was a good game. It was a good game for him. Yeah, you know, he he actually got receptions. He almost had a hundred yard receiving day. And and this is the difference between Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston wants to push the ball downfield at all costs. Andy Dalton is completely okay at understanding that they have to check the ball down. So with that being said, Alvin Kamara is going to be just fine with Andy Dalton, but Jameis Winston is going to come back eventually. And what is his offense going to look like? When it's Jameis Winston versus Alvin Kamara, because it's very clear that those two are like water and oil. They don't they don't mix. It's true. And that's the thing. I mean, maybe you try to sell high on Alvin Kamara this week. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I would think so. I would think it'd be, it'd be a reasonable a reasonable sell high. Like if someone offer if someone were to offer me someone were to offer me, let's say. 
Brees Hall for Alvin Kamara, I would take that. Ooh, I think I would take that too. I would take that. I definitely would. Would I take Ramondre Stevenson for Alvin Kamara? I wouldn't. Brees Hall is the level that I think I, I would be I would be okay with. Well, Ramondre and Kamara are kind of sim- in similar situations where their upside, their extended upside is just temporary at this point because you're waiting until either Damian Harris comes back or James Winston comes back for both of them, and then they'll come back down to earth. So, right. yeah, I kind of see that. Right, but overall, if you started Kamara this week, you're you you were you were pretty happy. Yep. And keep an uh, eye out for Chris Olave. Yes, keep an eye out for Chris Olave with the with the with the concussion. That was a that was a scary injury. Yeah, very much so. Olave. Very much so. He was out. Yeah, you can't convince that, me otherwise. That was not great. Uh, next game, Tom Brady is still undefeated against the Falcons, which is the craziest stat I've ever seen. And yeah, I mean, I'm sure that you roughing, were ha- roughing the passer penalty was absolutely obscene. I know it's, and you see, know me, you know me, you can't touch the chosen one. However, woof. If I was Jerome, Brady, Bo- Jer- Jerome Boger wants to be a, por- a part of the will, I guess. If I more like part of the wants to get something in a divorce. Yeah, he wants he wants a cut of those alimony checks. Fair. Um, alleged divorce. You never know. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but if I was Grady Jarrett and I got called for that, I was like, you want to see rough in the passer? Just like stomp on Tommy on Tom Brady, like they got like uh, you know, just really straight XFL, whatever. Oh, if if I'm Arthur Smith, I I, I would be going to the league offices tomorrow morning and I'd be demanding <sighs> to speak to the head of officiating. Simple. Simple as that. I would be going and I would be asking to speak to the head of officiating for the entire league and not leaving until you get some sort of answer. Yeah, no, I don't blame you because that it's one of those things where like explaining it made it actually actually made it worse. It's like, what do you mean you he threw him unnecessarily? Yeah. What did you expect him to do? What did you expect him to do? touch him on his shoulders with two hands and be like, you're down, you're out. Like, that's not what this is. <laughs> right. Exactly. Silly. It, has Silly. it, has roughing the passer gone too far? Probably. Bro, probably, probably, but Hey, Rashad white, Rashad white looked great. Leonard Fournette. Welcome back, sir. Congratulations on your first rushing touchdown of the year. Um, I'm sure you were happy. Oh, I was thrilled. Are you kidding? Oh, that was nice. Um, all in all, though, the Bucks won the game, but Godwin was fine. Evans was meh. But then, you know, I think people would expect it a little bit more, to be quite honest, from the, the, the Bucks passing game. Especially at home against the Falcons. Right. Right. And that's where I think a lot of the, the disappointment is going to be, is that there was more that was expected. And, I mean, if you're Leonard Fournette, or if you're Mike Evans, like Mike Evans should have scored on that play that yeah. on that long catch that he had, mm-hmm. but you know, it ended up going to uh, Leonard Fournette on a, on a bootleg, but you know, for the Falcons, like this offense looks meh 
with without uh, Cordero. Oh, this Patterson. offense is in trouble. If they're yeah. going to be without Pitts, Cordero, Patterson, and Drake London, woof. No, thank you. No, thank you. Get out of this offense while you can. Yeah, I agree. Nothing else really to say about that. So we'll move on to the Titans and the Commanders. So, oh, the Commanders. I mean, at least, listen, Brian Robinson, what a story. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really great story. He was going to be eased back into this game. The fact that he's even playing at all is very, very commendable. Yep. And really concerning for Antonio Gibson. And, you know, honestly, you just can't get out, get out, get out, get out, get out, get out. Simple. Yep. And, you know, no, no Jahan Dotson this week. He's going to be out for this week and maybe next week. Yeah, no Jahan Dotson. So that means, oh, Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, one of them's going to have a day. Nope, it's the guy who just replaced Jahan Dotson, Diami Brown. Yeah, I just, I fuck this offense. Oh my God. Like, are we serious? Yeah. Like, are we, are we serious? My God. It sucks. It's a bad offense. It's a bad offense. It's a bad football team. And, you know, I'm a believer in you got to look at teams and you have to say, okay, are there guys in this team that are going to help me win a championship? Like Cincinnati, guys on there will win you a championship. Kansas City, guys in there. Buffalo, uh, the Rams, the Bucks. Are the commanders a team that's fielding guys going to help you win championships? The answer is no. The answer is no. No. Because, like, the targets are there for Samuel and McLaurin, but they're just not scoring. Mm-mm. They're not even getting red zone looks. Like, it says yeah. a lot. It says a lot when on that last uh, to-goal stand that they had at the end of the game, J.D. McKissick got two goal line targets to Curtis Samuel and Terry McLaurin, who got nil. Yeah. It's just, it's yeah, it's just really concerning. And the commanders, like, they just don't look good as a team. As no, a whole. No. no, this is a mess. This is a mess, 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 mess. But uh, for the Titans, I mean, Derrick Henry is, oh my God, Derrick Henry is fantastic. Like, this is why you draft him. Yep. Yep. This is the Derrick Henry we all know and love. Continue to start him. But uh, for the Titans, I know you and Jake talked about Traylon Burks's injury a bit on the mailbag, but you know he's on IR now. He'll be out for four weeks, and the Titans just don't have any receivers anymore. It's Nick Westbrook, Akini. It's Kyle Phillips. It's Bobby Trees. That's it, and maybe Robert none, Woods. None of the Robert Woods. Trees. Oh, Bobby Trees. Bobby Trees. Oh, um, that is. The only guy that I really I would think about having is Woods. Starting him, no. Well, yeah. Before we move on to the next game, you're not going to look stupid because the next game is over. So there you go. They only got one hit in an elimination game. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Thank you. Thank you, God. 
Now these Mets fans can move on to the Islanders. Hey. 75% of them. That was a that was a general statement. Okay. I'm looking forward to Tuesday. Oh. Oh yes. Tuesday's gonna be a great time. It's like the sports teams that I, that I root for, there's like only a certain amount of there's a finite amount of positive energy and the and it's just spread evenly across all four teams. So like the Jets won in a great game, but that means the Mets have to lose in disappointing fashion. Fair. Yeah. So, you know, anyway. Wow. I'm sorry. I had, I just had to look back. Uh, I don't normally like to talk about the Sunday night game while it's happening. We're recording this during the Sunday night game. Uh, Justin Tucker just hit a 57 yarder. Good for him. Justin Tucker still doing 58. Sorry. 58. Hey, listen, Jesus. This man hit a, 66 yard field goal last year. Hey, I know who is thrilled about the Arsenal beating Liverpool today. That's my man, Justin Tucker. Noted fan, noted supporter. Oh, really? That's right. He is. Noted supporter of the Arsenal. Anyway, Texas Jaguars. This game was disappointing for people who owned guys on the Jaguars. Well, I'll keep this very simple in an effort to accelerate this process. Uh, Damian Pierce was the only good thing to come out of this game. Damian Pierce looks incredible. Damian Pierce has the burst. Damian Pierce has the drive. He has the hunger. You know what they say, Adam? He's got that dog in him. He's got that dog in him. But you know what they also say? It's about drive. It's about power. What? We stay hungry, we devour. Oh, is that an Arsenal thing? No, 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 no. That's a rock thing. You know, you know, oh. my friend, my friend Dwayne. Oh, my friend Dwayne. You know him? Another thing that I don't know fully. Whatever. Dwayne my friend Dwayne. My the friend actor. Dwayne. Great, great guy. Great so your guy. Your friend, your friends with that famous actor, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, and yes, nothing else. Fr- yes, noted friend of the podcast. Um, Damian Pierce looked fantastic. He looked fantastic. And you're going to continue to start him moving forward. And if we look at his schedule coming up, he has, if I can get it up here, he has a bye next week, sad. Then he has the Raiders, the Titans, the Eagles, and the Giants. I'm confident in three of those four. Three of those four, I'm I'm fairly confident in, in Damian Pierce. So, Continue to roll with him. Continue to roll with him. He's given you no reason to sit him since he completely laid a flat-out dud in weeks one and two. Outside of that, he's given you no reason to sit him. And even in that Eagles game, he's going to be – it's like him and Brandon Cooks are going to be the only guys that Davis Mills is going to be thrown to at this point. Uh, Nico Collins is getting more targets than Brandon Cooks is. Well, they got the same amount, actually. Today they did, yes. T- today, Today they did. Okay. But yeah, oh, Brandon Cooks, I'm so worried. I just don't even it's it's quarterback play. See, uh, it's nerve wracking. It definitely is. In in the offseason, I do remember that we had a debate about whether you like how much you factor in quarterback play to drafting a receiver. Mm-hmm. And this is the the prime example of that. And like Allen Robinson last year is a prime example 
of you really need to factor in quarterback play when drafting receivers more than any other position. Sure. Sure. Because if you like, if Davis Mills can't get Brandon Cooks the ball, it doesn't matter how good he is. And if I'm a mentally sane human being, I believe I would have said that quarterback play absolutely 100% is a factor. Am I correct? I'm pretty sure you did. Okay, good, good. Because that is it's something not, that I would say. That sounds right. Yeah. I was going to say, because I, I, if I said anything otherwise, then I must have been high. Because, <laughs> yeah, you really do have to think about it. I mean, this is, you know, lesson learned for next year. And we also talked about in the offseason, like drafting players on bad teams. And yeah. you and Jake talk about that a lot also. Mm-hmm. And how that's kind of like a, a risky, risky opportunity. Yep. Because you have chances of this happening. And like, do you even start Brandon Cooks next week? Well, not next two weeks, because they have a bye next week. Like you said. Depends what depends what your options are. Depends what your team looks like in two weeks. Yeah. I mean, they're playing uh in in Vegas at the Death Star. So I mean, the Raiders are can be had defensively, but at this point, I don't think I don't think it's worth it. Yeah, it really depends what your team looks like. And for I mean, Jacksonville, and for Jacksonville, everybody looked bad. Everybody yep. looked bad. Uh, Trevor looked bad. James Robinson looked bad. Christian Kirk was invisible. Uh, fair play to Texans defense. Texans defense came to play. They came to play. They looked good, and you know. Nothing really learned from, from this game other than Damian Pierce is a star. Yep. Honestly, I'm, I have George Pickens in the uh, non-guillotine, and I'm probably going to start him next week over Brandon Cooks. Well, you, well, have, to start two, you, have, you have to start him next week. In two weeks also over Brandon Cooks. Mm, against the Eagles? Eh, maybe. Maybe. Just because he's going to get a lot of looks because the Steelers are bad. Yeah, there'll, get, there'll be a lot of pass attempts for sure. Although, this is kind of like a fool me once, shame on me, fool me twice. You're not going to fool me again, George W. Bush thing, because it's also another receiver on a bad team. True. But Very true. What are you going to do? Right. Uh, we're on to our last three games. And the starting off with the Niners and the Panthers, Jeff Wilson Jr. Oh, man. He continues to look good. He did. He did cede a little bit of the backfield reps, though, in this game to Tevin Coleman, who who did score in the game. Twice. Twice, yeah. But even then, Jeff Wilson still looks great, and you're going to continue to start him. And also, Jeff Wilson scored, too. So yes. it's, it all evens out. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Debo Samuel, not a great week outside, outside of him scoring, obviously. I was going to say, I thought he scored. He did score. But outside of that, yeah. But it also was a game, but the, the 49ers are winning by 22. Yeah, because the Panthers are, are also horrible. And Baker Mayfield is out, and they brought in P.J. Walker. So, you know. Right. Right. They brought up P.J. Walker to close out this game because of how, of how bad it was. But um, McCaffrey it, looks, Baker, McCaffrey looks it, healthy. Yeah. Isn't Baker injured, though? Did did Baker get hurt? I think so. I did not. I did not hear that. I did not hear that. 
unless uh, it was unless it was something that came out after the game. Yeah, he is hurt. Check for an ankle injury. This came out okay. This came out at eight thirteen. All right. I did not say this. So yeah, he said that uh, this is Darren Garrett or Gantz. Sorry, Darren Gantz of the uh, Panthers official site reports that Mayfield had a walking boot after the game. I mean, it's not like you were starting Baker Mayfield anyway. No, but I think, and honestly, I mean, are you starting anybody outside of McCaffrey in the Panthers anyway? So it kind of it doesn't really matter. It's kind of a moot point, but <sighs> yeah. It's not great. It's no. not a great situation outside of McCaffrey, is it? Nope. And it's not even like you're waiting for Sam Darnold to come back off of IR to see something, but yeah, the, the offense just doesn't look good. No, definitely not. Uh, next is your team, the Cowboys and the Rams. The Rams got Cooper rushed. They got Cooper rushed. We're going to tell you. And Tony Pollard. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, well, listen, he had the 57 yard touchdown that put him over to put him ahead of Zeke on rushing yards. But you know, it's still more of a 50-50 timeshare with uh, Pollard and Zeke. Well, not 50-50 per se, but, you know, it's more even than it has been in previous years. And, you know, that's what we've been saying. Uh, one thing concerning for Dallas is Dalton Schultz with that knee issue. Yeah, that was very concerning. It is very, very, very concerning. Granted, he was someone that I really did want to have. But now it's kind of looking like that with the way that his knee is, he's very close to being droppable. Yeah. Cause he, yeah, like he was, he was back uh, last week. It was okay. And then this week he, he was also in the game, but then he had that, that, uh, he had a run in basically with the, with the corner. I forget his name, but, it was like they were saying knee-on-knee knee contact and it's just not good stuff. I, I do want to see what he looks like with Dak back. Because that's, what, gets, that's when I'll make my decision. If he gets that chance at this point. That's also it true. Might, it might not be for a while, depending on what the news comes out about this knee injury. Right. But for the Rams... Uh, Cam Akers. So why am I so disappointed in you? It's just, I mean, part of it is his own fault because, I mean, there are so many memes about him missing that wide open hole uh, in the in the second quarter. But also, he's being tacked, like, whenever he gets the ball, it seems like there are three, there are like three defenders in the backfield already. Once he, once he takes the ball out of Matt Stafford's hands, he's already being tackled instantaneously yeah so part of it is on him but i think a large part of it is on the offensive line um a significant part of it yeah the offensive line is banged up so but it, it also says a lot that you can't get cam Akers going you can't get Terrell henderson going the offense too is just it's not what it was so you talk about a gnarly super bowl hangover i mean holy shit 
Yeah. And really it's just Cooper cup at this point is who you're looking is who you're starting every week. That's it. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, and Tyler Higby. Yeah, that's true. Tyler Higby did have a pretty good game from a PPR perspective, getting that, getting seven catches, but um, yeah, the offense just does not look good coming off of last year. And I know we kind of expected some regression from the Rams, but not like this. No, no. The only the only one that's been half decent has been has been Cup. In, yeah, in he's terms been, of expectations. Yeah, he's been more than half decent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think anybody really expected anything of Hickby yet. Hickby is blowing away expectations, but in terms of what we expected, Cup True. just lived up to them. Yep. Uh, next and last is the Philadelphia Eagles and the Arizona Cardinals. The Philadelphia Eagles were very, very close to not to having their first loss of the season, but not to be because the Cardinals kicker, Jets legend Matt Amendola, missed a field goal. Oh my God, Kyler! Kyler can't he can't sprawl out for the extra half inch. To get the first down, then spike it, and maybe you get another chance to get a little bit closer for Amendola. Just terrible clock management by the Cardinals. Terrible. Yep, and that's been like a hallmark, I feel like, of Cliff, of uh, Cliff Kingsbury, is that he just does not know how to manage a game clock all that well. No, no, he doesn't. We've seen him, we've seen him make these decisions, you know, over and over and over again. That you know, this this should be bread and butter stuff, and. I mean, just to put it, you know, really simply, I mean, this team, this team should should not be this in between where we're having to decide whether or not they're actually good. Well, also, this is the third year of Kingsbury and Kyler. This should not be happening in their third year. Spot on. Or fourth year, whatever. Yeah, it's fourth year. Yeah. Spot on. 19, 20, 21, and then this is it. So it's you really really should not be having this happen. But Hollywood had a great game. Zach Ertz continues to to be good. But uh, you know DeAndre Hopkins is lurking. He's going to be back in a couple of weeks before you know it. So this offense could be completely different. Right. Right. Uh, looks like the Bengals failed on fourth and goal. Oh, oh boy. Yes. Well, then for the Eagles, Jalen Hurts continues to be Jalen Hurts. Um, Classic D- Jalen Hurts game. No passing touchdowns, but, so. two, but two rushing touchdowns. Very much so. And then the leading leading receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles today, Dallas Goddard. You think they wanted to prove a point to uh, Zach Hurts? They don't miss him? <laughs> Maybe a little. Eight catches for 95 yards. Devonta Smith at 10 catches in the game. A.J. Brown, for three for 32. We talked about this with the Cardinals, that they do such a good job against number one receivers, but suck against everybody else. It's the strangest thing that number one receivers go up against the Cardinals and poo-poo. Well, it's been like that since they had Patrick Peterson. Yeah, it's been like that for a long time. They do really well in terms of shutting down number one receivers and offenses. So it's just a down week for A.J. Brown. Simple as that. And I mean, I tell you, that is going to be a slobber knocker of a matchup next week. AJ Brown against Trayvon Diggs. Ooh. That oh, is going to be 
delicious. Yep. Well, yeah. I was expecting more out of a Zach Ertz revenge game. But a little bit. You know, a little bit. Although it's not really revenge. I mean, Zach Ertz spent most of his career there. He won a Super Bowl. And so whatever. But yeah, that's just uh just how it goes. So did you preview Monday night with Jake or Yes, we did. Oh, well, fantastic. So thank you for listening to this episode of the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. You can find all episodes wherever you get your podcasts. For my co-host at Birdsell, I'm Adam Castro, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.